Contract, a commander podcast. I'm Mike Almond, and joining me, as always, is my co-host Alex Lap. Alex, what's up, man? Not too much, Mike. Happy to be back. And today, we are doing a brief set review for the new cards from Commander Masters. Yeah, it's now we had a lot of good reprints, right? Yeah, but we're we also had some new cards, and those are the ones we'll we'll talk about today. Yeah, it, Mike, have you seen any of these cards? Uh, I, I I've. So we talked about a, a little bit. I like to avoid spoilers. So you That's fair. You do you do the like, hey, paring down the actual cards that we're gonna talk about, and then I mm-hmm. look at these cards for the first time, so I get to have the what the heck is this reaction, and you yeah, get to kind of talk me down sometimes, and then sometimes there's a card that's so nuts that you're Don't like, jump, I Mike. know, Mike, I also am worried slash excited slash anxious slash some kind of passionate. Slash hype. Yeah, all the hype about said card. Um, uh-huh. But before we talk about these cards, uh, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of our podcast, we always talk about how people can find us and check out, you know, the contract and all this other stuff. And then I was like, wait, sometimes I don't listen all the way to the end of a podcast. Aha. Yeah, guilty for me. I'm going yep. to trap them. I'm going to get them in the beginning. So uh, if you want to support the show, you can keep listening. Appreciate it. You can also join our Patreon at patreon.com slash social contract EDH or search for the social contract in the bar on their homepage. You can also check out the show notes for a direct link there. And also a direct link for our Discord server. There it's easy to ask Judge Alex for rules questions, look at cards that are fun and you know entirely underutilized, uh, look at other people's decks in our community. We love our community. As well as uh, suggest topics for the show. Um, you can also check out the podcast on YouTube. Please subscribe there. I changed the link to something less crazy the more that we have there. But in the meantime... We're going to talk about these cards. So this set, big reprints, right? Lots of reprints. And then... Yeah, lots of reprints. What, how many actual new cards were there? I think you said there was like 40 total. There were 40 okay. new cards. Okay. Uh, and those were distributed evenly throughout the uh, Commander Masters pre-con decks. Okay. Which are, uh, are priced at a significantly higher retail price than they normally are Mike. yeah we're not uh, these are yeah. these are retailing around the around the 100 dollars per deck range. right we're, we're not talking about the okay here's the new set with the 40 dollar uh pre-cons that no, are attached. these these are not 40 pre-cons. yeah which it i kind of okay Contra- controversial opinion right off the bat i don't mind Uh-oh. that I don't mind that we get our show canceled. I, I don't. I don't mind like the idea of hey, we're gonna have forty dollar commander decks. We're gonna have twenty dollar commander decks. We're gonna have a hundred dollar right. plus commander decks. I don't mind them doing that, as long as there is like you know diversity in it. Like if we get to a point where magic is hey, we're printing money, let's make more money, and all right, all of our commander precons are now gonna be back into the hundred dollar range. I'm a I'm I'm gonna be a sad. I don't want that, Alex. I agree. I mean, they've been creeping up the prices over the over the years. They started at I think around thirty, then thirty five, forty, and and up and up. And then they did create a a budget tier 
at 20 but those decks they usually have really like, yeah they're really like starter decks. right which they're not going to have sure. any reprint value of any kind and, and that's and that's fine right it, it serves its purpose of hey here's a deck to kind of learn how to play the game slash have uh, a little bit of a pre-con to do a whole bunch of tinkering to as opposed to some of the other ones where you might do a little bit it's okay um i i'm, I'm very much thinking of the meme of the price of magic has gone too damn high but that's just everything. Um, the reason I wanted to bring up how many new cards there were, like you said, we're only going to talk about the new cards in this set that kind of fit our motif. You know, the social interaction, the politics, the group hug, the chaos, the specific stacks, etc. All the good stuff in this game. The good stuff. The more tabley interaction stuff. Right. 40 new cards. We're going to talk about 12. That's That's a pretty good hit rate. It is. It, out of 40 cards, having 12 in our wheelhouse is, is pretty solid. And uh, we're padding for time a little bit because there's so few cards. We're going to definitely uh, we're gonna definitely look at these cards. And, and I think there's some ones that will just make Mike fly off the handle. Yeah, yeah. There's, I, I've, I've, I've glanced and read a couple of words that made me go, ah. Um, but, you know, like, I remember the days where we got started and we'd look at a new set and the entire set would have 12 cards. And now we're looking at, okay, yeah. just just the new cards. Right. 12 out of 40, ain't bad. Um, but let's go Let's go ahead and start talking about these cards. And I'm sure the first one is going to be totally fine. Not an issue. Nothing crazy whatsoever. Uh, go ahead and lead me off. Yeah, absolutely. So our first one, Mike, is a Battle at the Hell Vault. Okay. Which is four white, white, six mana for an enchantment saga. Okay. Uh, chapters one and two are the same for each player. Exile up to one target, non-saga, non-land permanent. That player controls until Battle at the Hell Vault leaves the battlefield. Dang. So we've got a we've got an O-ring. Yeah. Uh, actually this is a this is a This is a everybody O-ring. Uh what's but, not, yeah. not Fiend Hunter. What's what's the uh what's the mass? Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh Cru- no. We'll, we'll cut this and then I'll sound much smarter because I'll... No, it it's all good, yeah. Is it Grasp of Fate? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Hold on. Grasp of Fate. Yeah. Is, <laughs> this is a... Yeah, so chapters one and two are like a Grasp of Fate style effect where for each player you're going to pick something dangerous that's not a saga, that's not a land. Uh, that would So that's almost everything. Okay. Okay. Uh, and you'll you'll keep that exiled until this saga leaves the battlefield. Now that is a little bit different from how a a normal O ring or, or or grasp of fate effect would work because uh, unlike those cards, a saga has a a time limit on it mm-hmm. unless you're kind of manipulating those uh, those lore counters with with counter manipulation. Right. Uh, eventually, you'll reach this third chapter, Mike, which is create Avison, a legendary eight eight light <laughs> angel creature. <token. laughs> With flying vigilance and indestructible, <laughs> oh. um, and then of course you'll sacrifice Battle of the Hell Vault. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, cool. We even got a custom token for her, and she's in her stained glass, just classic look. Uh, pretty solid token to uh, to mess around with if you're if you're doing some kind of go tall token deck. But even without it, uh, that's going to beat in for some pretty serious value. Okay. So, six mana saga. Yeah. Grasp of fate twice. Then everything comes back. And you get an Avacyn. 
Yeah, I mean it's uh, that's six mana, and that's on the third turn after after it's played. So that's uh, that's hopefully the value you'd be looking at, and and uh, just like Planeswalkers, we've talked about this, right? Mm-hmm. You want to be careful about looking at the final chapter because you may not ever make it there. So how much value do we have in these sure. chapters? Pretty decent. Uh, I think Grasp of Fate is is three mana to do it once, and it's kind of semi permanent. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. two. Um, and you have to you, you have to you add could definitely make for an it. argument. Oh to no, it's this. up it to. Has, Holy cow, it's yeah, up to up to. So you don't have to hit someone you don't want to hit. Yeah. Them. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So that makes it even better. You as don't have far to hit as, yourself if you don't want. That, to. Well, it, and that makes it even better because you can try and incentivize players to like, hey, I understand that you know, lore counter three scary. You know, I get it. But look at this other really, really, really scary thing that we're not going to survive to Lord Counter 3 if I don't take care of this right now. You know? Right. That's, wow. And then, yeah, you get into the proliferate decks or something like that, and it's like, all right, great. Could this just turn into a four-mana Avacyn in, out of nowhere? Probably, potentially. Yeah, or could you be... Or six-mana, rather. ...removing counters and uh, and each turn you'll continue yeah. to get a... a <laughs> just fade over and over. Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah. That is a cool card. I, I I like how sagas are something that they tried and they've continued to go with because they can be interesting as opposed to, you know, just making it like, ah, this didn't work, we're done. Yeah, there was one that just came out. I don't think we talked about it, but uh, everyone was, was buzzing about it in the previous set, which was uh, Lord of the Rings, Tales of Middle-Earth. Mm-hmm. And I know the, the factor of the saga was uh, create a, a dragon that when it dies creates like 14 treasure tokens just wacky yep. stuff like that yep no uh so- sagas, sagas sagas are interesting all right uh go ahead and talk to me about our next card here. of course so our next card is onake Oathkeeper, which is one in a white for a creature ogre spirit it's a zero four and it says creatures can't attack planeswalkers you control unless their controller pays one mana for each creature they control that's attacking a planeswalker you control. Now, cool. attack tax is pretty common. White has some, yep. blue has some. But usually they can be skirted by attacking planeswalkers or uh, or battles, I guess, are right. part of that system now. But yeah, uh, other this, things. This, this specifically protects planeswalkers you control from being attacked. There are very few effects that do mm-hmm. this. Uh, then we also have an activated ability. If you pay four white, white, six mana, and exile Anaki Oathkeeper from your graveyard, return target Planeswalker card from your graveyard to the battlefield. That is a very nice effect to have activated in the graveyard. So you'll get your good value out of Anaki Oathkeeper. Maybe the board gets wiped. Uh, and then you're going to pay six mana and reanimate a Planeswalker. Excellent value there, Mike. Yeah, it's pretty slick. Uh, it's 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 a narrow card, but the things that it does, I like. Yeah, it, and, it needs and, to know. be in your Super Friends deck, and I think this is right. indeed in the precon that is the Planeswalker precon. Makes sense. Also, two mana for a zero four that gives attacks on the things that you're trying to do. Right, I'm down for things that, that have is... no body, like walls, tend to be priced very low. Yeah, yeah. And, well, and then you also like. It's an expensive ability to get back a Planeswalker right. onto the battlefield, but you're exiling it from your graveyard. Like, you're not sacking this to do it. So the idea that you could, you know, pop off on a with a Planeswalker or, you know, you're playing a Super Friends deck. You're, you know, you're in one of the rare circumstances like, no, I do want to uh, emblem or ult with some of these Planeswalkers. That's kind of why they exist. Right. Um, the idea that you could do that 
Planeswalker dies and be like, all right, great. I want to try and get that back in again because <laughs> I'm better off suited for that uh, than trying to do anything else. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. That's not that's not too crazy. Um, uh, moving on to our next card here. Uh, boom, boom, boom. Make you say Teo. Teo. Uh, Teo, Geometric Tactician. Two and a white for a three loyalty legendary Planeswalker Teo. When Teo Geometric Tactician enters the battlefield, create a 0-4 white wall creature token with Defender and Flying. That's pretty cool. That's solid. That's that's a very good comes in yeah. and immediately defends itself with a very good... You definitely uh, like to see those Planeswalkers that are able to defend themselves right off the bat. Uh, Elspeth right. making those 1-1s, one that's helpful. This 0-4 with Defender and Flying, very and nice. Flying. But it gets better, yeah. Mike. Let's hear about yeah. it. Oh, hey! Plus one! You and target opponent each draw a card. Oh, yeah. Hello. That's pretty cool. That is awesome. you, I love that it's a plus one yeah, for that's people. That's a plus to... one. Yeah. So we have two and a white, make a zero for defender and flying, draw a card, target opponent draws a card. That's some that's solid value good... for three mana. <laughs> that's, such a good... that's such a good plus one. <laughs> I love excellent. this guy. Yeah. Teo's great. Yeah. And he's a tactician. He knows the benefit. He does. No, he's. Great haircut, That's so great slick. tactics. We love to see it. Uh, oh, man, the minus two is sick, too. Yeah. All right, choose left or right until your next turn. Uh, Pan Romanicon. <laughs> or what, what's uh, what's the, the, the wall card? Uh, each each player may only attack the nearest opponent in the last chosen direction, and Planeswalkers controlled by that opponent. That's so cool! Yeah, that's... Uh, there are a couple cards. There's Pramicon that does that. Pramicon, and that's then right. There's uh, Mystic something that does the exact same effect. Right. But that's that's such a cool effect, and it's not a one like it's not the the like the planeswalkers that came out a long time ago. And when I say a long time ago, I'm like a, I don't know, a couple years. Yeah. Where it's like, hey, here's the static effect, but there's no pluses. Right. Those so are the, you're just going the to... uncommon walkers from war. They had yeah. the static effect, and they only had minuses. But right. No, we this have a is really all right. attractive plus one. This minus two is great. You start to see that board get developed. Like, I don't want that alpha strike coming towards me. Yeah. So this is this is a card that you play it. It defends itself a, a decent amount, and then you say, "Okay, cool. Who wants to make a deal?" Yeah. And then if no one makes a deal, you make a deal to everybody else, regardless. This <laughs> just, is all right. Great. Here you one go. Of the best and most political white planeswalkers we've had in a while this is super cool i like to uh, and a people lot. agree this is 17 dollars it does so much though it does. like i get it you know yeah this is like i said this is giving me elspeth vibes for that high value in the white planeswalker yeah and not to give me extra work but the wall token that you do that you use with it looks like it, it's very it's very it matches it's very cool yeah, he's got it, his, it's the uh, same kind of imagery kind of these geometric nodes yeah, that's very neat. I, I like I like the flavor win of all of that. Very cool. Um, okay, taunting sli- uh, silver. It says silver. Sliver. It says sliver. It says sliver. Okay, says good. Sliver. I I was like, wait a second, you know, that's a sliver, sliver not a silver. Old, sliver deck. Yeah, I'm getting older, man. Yeah. Uh, three and a blue for a three three sliver. Um, moving on to blue, by the way. Uh, sliver creatures you control have when this creature enters the battlefield, goad target creature and opponent controls. Oh my. So. It's a good thing that slivers don't like get out of control and you right. Know, that's a good mass produce. Slivers are definitely like not the strongest type. Right, 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 yeah. right, 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 right. Um, they don't have a. Hey, this is a cool version of the thing that I hate. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, if I saw this, I'd be like, wow, uh, this is about to get out of hand. Yeah. yeah. It, like, okay, put it, put it on a scale of, like, all of the sliver cards and all of the things they do. This isn't, like, the scariest thing that no, they do at first shot. glance. Yeah, right? But then when it just turns into, okay, by the way, none of you are attacking me for the rest of the game. Right. It's it's interesting uh, that we've, you know, seen this sort of high number of political cards and, and we actually have so, sort of a political sliver in here. Some of the older sliver cards, because slivers have been brought back many times. Mm-hmm. I think this is maybe the fifth or even the sixth incarnation of slivers. And of course, each time they get a five color commander. But some of those older ones were symmetric on the rules yeah. text. All slivers, yeah. All slivers have this ability, which did not come into play very often, but was kind of a but neat twist, like a little bit of yeah. balance. They stopped doing that, and they did not expound upon it in this precon, unfortunately. Yeah, and, you know, every once in a while people would play some changeling stuff, and it's like, Yeah, cool. it's like, wow, my changeling has a lot of stuff on it now. <laughs> hey, I'm playing slivers. Oh, cool, me too then. <laughs> you know, yeah. Stuff like that. Um yeah, but that's, I do like that, you know, four mana for, hey, all of the slivers now say goad. Uh, cool. Not too bad. All right. Uh, we got another Planeswalker next. Why don't you go ahead and talk to me about Vronos? Yeah. Uh, because there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of text here. There is a, a lot of text here. Vronos Mask Inquisitor, which is three blue, blue, five mana for legendary Planeswalker Vronos. He enters with five loyalty. First ability plus one, up to two other target planeswalkers you control phase out at the beginning of the next end step. Absolutely. Hmm. My planeswalkers sitting on the field when it's not your turn, they're just dumb bodies. They're there to get hurt. It's not good. Being able to phase out a planeswalker, you're protected from removal, from being attacked, from board wipes. Excellent effect here. And because it's phasing out, not changing zones... When they phase back in, which will be at the beginning of your next untap step, they will still have all of the loyalty that they had before. Very nice. Cool. Uh, that is cool. So minus two, next ability for each opponent. Return up to one target non-land permanent that player controls to its owner's hand. That seems Very nuts. nice. So we're bouncing one thing that each opponent has. Uh, very, yeah. very nice effect. Minus two is not minus- that steep. No, minus two bounce up to three sounds right. nuts. Holy cow. Yeah, that's really solid. Okay. So you can take care of threats, uh, basically do a time walk. Somebody played something that's five, six, seven, eight, nine mana. Now they're going to have to spend yeah. the next turn doing that again. And and the fact that it's a return up to. So again, right. you, yeah, this you can be choice. a targeted situation exactly. as opposed to, hey, sorry that you've only got one mana rock out there because you're having a hard day, but uh, you're going to recast that next turn. No, that's... That's pretty cool. All right. Uh, Maybe we have an interesting, tell me about the uh, yeah. interesting ultimate here. It's minus seven. Target artifact you control becomes a nine-nine construct artifact creature and gains vigilance, indestructible, and this creature can't be blocked. Oh, boy. Uh, minus seven. You know, usually when you're looking at it all, you're looking at like sign up kind of pie in the sky, like this will win me the game. But because he starts at five, uh, and especially with some of the Planeswalker support that we've been seeing lately, yeah. getting him up to seven and minus sevening him is not going to be very difficult. So it, it makes sense that, yes, this is a powerful effect. You do have something that's indestructible and unblockable. Mm-hmm. And it's also an artifact you control. So if you have something juicy that's... Uh, I, I'm trying to envision what kind of artifact you would want to to do this to. 
Well, heck, I mean, it it gives the creature vigilance. So, like, I don't care. Like, I'll, I'll make my soul ring a 9-9. So attack in I'll, and then go ahead and attack, attack in. in yeah. And then main 2, I'll use it for whatever it needs to be done. Right. Like, that's... Wow. Okay. Some interesting value here and, uh, and only 5 mana. Yeah. No, that's... That does a decent amount of cool stuff. Like, again, the the plus one being... I like this, again, because it does cool stuff, and the minus two is really neat. Right. But this is also another one of those cards where you're not going to get a lot of value in it unless you're playing it in a Super Friends kind exactly, of deck anyway. right, because it can't because hit himself it, it can't, with a plus one. can't hit himself. Right, yeah. so you really want to Which have, is good. Don't right. get me wrong. No, I mean, that would be <laughs> very dangerous. You could basically just tick him up, and he's almost untouchable unless somebody yeah, has instant that. speed planeswalker <laughs> removal. Not too many of those running around. Right, yeah. right, right. No, this is okay. uh, this is interesting. It does need those other planeswalkers that kind of supports them on the back line, right? Sure. Well, and that makes sense because they're they're in the back line with their you know their cross. And then we have this there. nice this nice bounce effect here. Uh, yeah, being able to hit anything non land. Yeah, that's that's still like uh, you know it's it's another one of those things we always discuss it where hey, you should never base a saga based off of its last thing. Exactly. You should never base a planeswalker off of its last thing. Mm-hmm. The second ability is the coolest ability. Usually, yes. Uh, there are some Teferis that just have absolutely nuts oh, sure, second sure, sure. abilities. Um, but it is, it's always interesting to see the plus abilities have a lot of value on them, too. Okay. Well, it's not my favorite uh, uh, Planeswalker we've talked about so far, but that's, yeah, that's because... Yeah, I think still takes the cake, right? That's because Teo's doing a lot we of cool work in our wheelhouse. Teo. But yeah, you know, bouncing some stuff, phasing things out, and then, you know, best case scenario, hey, I'd like my arcane signet to start killing people. It's pretty cool. All right. Uh, Vronos is a new... Is Vronos completely new? Uh, He'd be a new Planeswalker type, but I'm sure that, uh, you know, if you're... There's a Vronos If you're big into Planeswalker lore, I'm sure that he shows up somewhere in some story, and and please do... uh, Send us a message about Vronos. Yeah, we we need a we, we, we know a, nothing of, of his power. <laughs> yeah, we need magic arcanist. Uh, that guy looks a lot like so, you too. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, okay, we're moving on to black because it's that time. Yeah, um, cacophony unleashed. Five black black for an enchantment because you know, sure. That's, we're, we're expensive. I'm scared. Uh, when Cacophony Unleash enters the battlefield, if you cast it, destroy all non-enchantment creatures. Okay. Uh, whenever Cacophony Unleashed or another enchantment enters the battlefield under your control, until end of turn, Cacophony Unleashed becomes a legendary 6-6 nightmare god creature with menace and death touch. It's still an enchantment. Okay. So, seven mana board, uh, you know... Mostly board wipe. Yeah, it's a like, I, it's it's a conditional board wipe. You you be running yeah. this in your enchantment deck. Yeah, yeah, sure. And then whenever you make another, or whenever it's not even cast, it's whenever another enchantment enters the battlefield, it becomes a six six menace death touch. Right. That's really interesting because you can. I mean, I would assume that you're playing this in a deck that's going to be dropping some enchantments. You're going to yeah. play this down. Everything gets blown up, uh, and then you're going to play down an enchantment. Swinging with a 6-6 six, six with Death Touch. Who's blocking that? And Menace. Yeah, so which means they're... You want, yeah, you, want to, it, you want to have it blocked by two creatures, they both die? I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then and then just the idea of, like, 
Menace is also one of those... It's one of those keywords I like a lot, just because unless you're playing a swing-wide deck, there's a decent chance that you're going to be able to get some extra value out of it by itself. So Menace, Menace with Death Touch. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, Menace and Death Touch, very nasty combination. Wow. I, I The idea of, like, oh, we're going to... It just, this just keeps coming out as a, as a creature. Just oh, I'm taking a snap. I'm taking a nap. Right. <laughs> and then whenever an enchantment comes in, oh look, nap's over. That's cool. All right, seven mana. I'm good with seven mana. I, I wish it was like I, I want to say I wish it was a little bit less. I mean, you got a you got a one sided board wipe with upside. I think that's yeah, fair. exactly. Yeah, uh, Ingrid's um, Wake is like nine. That's right. fair. You know Jones what? Good point. Uh, yeah, go ahead, yeah, go ahead and talk to me about our next one, because this is, I, I read ahead. I like, I this, like this a lot. Ghoulish Impetus is a two and a black, three mana for an enchantment aura with enchant creature. And uh, this says enchanted creature gets plus one, plus one, has death touch, and is goaded. And when enchanted creature dies, return Ghoulish Impetus to the battlefield at the beginning of the next end step. Mike! That's so fun! It's so fun! <laughs> it's a Lay the hand upon our opponent's creature, put it on there, say, yeah, this thing's attacking. It has death touch. It's probably going to die at some point, and then I'm going to put this on something else. This yep. is so cool. Yep. That's always one of the downsides of Auras, right, is that when the thing it's enchanting is destroyed or changes zones, the Aura falls off and goes to the graveyard. We don't like that. This is great because the Aura comes back. It's so neat. I, I I like this card a lot as far as just well and and here's the thing there it, you could do a whole lot of protect yourself kind of, uh, against ah big hmm. Eldrazi we'll get to those in a bit but like ah Eldrazi I don't want that to come my way uh, that thing's go to go somewhere death else. touch well that's I mean that, that Eldrazi or somebody else's yeah. problem at that point I'm okay but the idea of just like all right great your mana dork is uh, like. I'm going to make a deal with you. You have a 1-1 one, one mana dork. You sure you don't want to have a 2-2 two, two death touch? <laughs> I, can, I can start slinging at people. Like, I, you, this is a good make a deal yeah. card as far as I'm concerned. No, I think this is just oh, super man. cool. The, it would be a lot less interesting if it was just a one-off, but the fact that you can get that value over and it, over. It comes yeah. back, yeah. And it's returned to the battlefield, not even to your hand. And because it returns to the battlefield, Mike, you know what that means. It's being reanimated directly from another zone, not being cast, so it's not targeting. So mm-hmm. it can enchant things with shroud or hexproof. Yeah, the only the only downside of this is on a full fledged board wipe. So cool. There's a lot of things right. that oh, I or if the creature is wipe. removed through another this way, is... for example, bounced to hand, exiled, things like that, then you won't get this back. Right. Right. Man, I. I love I love that like we love our rattlesnakes just because it you know prevents other cards from yeah. being played sometimes. I love that this card is I'm gonna give somebody else a rattlesnake for a while. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, the I like snake the, is this, angry this and remains an element in play. Yeah. You know that it, that I mean you remove the creature, what are you gonna do? It's gonna come back or it dies in combat. It has to keep attacking. It's gonna die at some point. This it's it's some good value on here and, and interesting choices that you can make with it. I like this. All right, uh, our next card, we're going to this red, and it is a novel. Here. Yeah, so, okay, give me a second. We are at this timestamp, and now, 
I'm going to tell you about Guff rewrites history, two in red for an instant. For each player, choose target non-enchantment, non-land permanent that player controls. Those players' owners shuffle them into their libraries. Each player who controlled one of those permanents exiles cards from the top of their library until they exile a non-land card, then puts the rest on the bottom of their library in a random order. Each player may cast the non-land card they exiled without paying its mana cost. Is this just weird? Everybody chaos war. Yeah, it's uh, it's very similar to chaos war. Uh, it can't hit huh. enchantments. Chaos warp can. Right. And this is very interesting because for uh, for chaos warp, typically you have a downside. If your chaos warp hits, well, not a downside for the caster, but you you know what I mean. Uh, right. It, it can it can if whiff, it hits right? a non permanent, it, it could hit a sorcery. Yeah, it whiffs. Those. Where right. this Those does not win the battlefield. <laughs> this will right. hit something that's not a land, and then it can be cast. Right, that's a lot of uh, upside compared to you must you know hit a permanent. You, you know need to hit something something that can actually enter the battlefield. This can hit anything. Right. So they exile the card, and they can, and then they may cast it without paying its mana cost. Right. Huh. Okay. Well, this is a good nuts card. Like, just like, here we go. Yeah, I mean, we, <laughs> what are we going to get? Another I don't effect know. Where we're hitting one thing that each player controls. And this, right. this is mandatory. You must choose one for each player. Right. This is a, this is an up to. Yes. This is choose target. But my so chaos you have warp to have targets is, for it to resolve, uh, is the same cost as this. And this is hitting many mm-hmm. more things than chaos warp. It is. But I here's the thing. The <laughs> the floor is higher for this card. The ceiling is also a right. lot higher they're for not this miss. card. They're always going to get something. Good at, they're not going to miss. The, something right. is going to happen. And what it's going to be, like, it, and it's each yes. player. So, okay, I'm going to take care of the arch enemy's really scary thing. They're freaking Avacyn off of the saga that they cast last or that they cast not too long ago. All right, we're going to get rid of that. Uh, and then for these other two players, I'm going to get rid of this right. thing and this thing because they're not as bad. And then you can really ruin the person that you were trying to ruin and then put the other two people way into the lead with whatever nonsense that they get. I like. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I like this card a lot. It's just this card is... Let's see what happens. And you can't, like, I can't be convinced they otherwise. They keep iterating on this Chaos Warp effect, making slightly different variants. Let's, mm-hmm. uh... <laughs> I, li- I like that for red, though. Like, I like I like red's targeted or somewhat targeted removal. Being, Very chaotic. Eh, you're something different. Let's, let's talk briefly about the artwork by uh, Matt Stewart here. Yeah, uh, yeah. We have Guff, uh, presumably sort of scrawling on what appears to be a, a, you know, mural or a scroll that was done professionally. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of doing it in child's crayon style. Yeah. Got, got the paint going paint, with actually. a big old like snicker. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, you know, it's very, it's very like nice artwork for the fridge. If not for, you know, the therapist to say, Hey, I'm a right. little worried about, about guff over here. <laughs> It makes sense. I mean, you're but, running the state yeah. of the battlefield. It's very cool. Oh yeah, no, I've got a, I've got a little wizard. And they got their fire hands cool. Look at that. Yeah, big monster. Om nom 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 nom. That's, that's such a silly card. Well, okay. We're moving on to the heavy All right. Here. 
Yeah, we are. I'm, I'm excited for you. Uh, you know, Evercool well, might get some friends see, here in the, in the near I future. Mean, these are very intriguing. We'll have to see if one or more of them oh, yeah. slotted. Let's go ahead and start with Calamity of the Titans. Uh, it's for four colorless. Yes, colorless. Sir. That's six mana for a sorcery. As an additional cost to cast this spell, reveal a colorless creature card from your hand. Exile okay. each creature and planeswalker with mana value less than the revealed card's mana value. Getting very all is dust kind of vibes from this. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely, Holy when you're this in your colorless deck, you're gonna pick uh, as much as you can based on what's available in your hand. You'll sort of move the meter as to where this board wipe is actually happening. Kind of like, uh, not fell the money. There's that other white one where you uh, uh, destroy all creatures with toughness less than, you know, target creature. This yeah, is, yeah, yeah, This yeah, is yeah. quite a bit like that, except uh, you don't have to cast it. You could reveal a big fat planeswalker or another card from uh, from your hand here. And and uh, we're not destroying, Mike. We're exiling all creatures, all planeswalkers yeah. that are... Uh, Meta value less than that. Well, just the fact that this is in an Eldrazi deck, and it's like, all right, great. Tell me about all of the like really inexpensive Eldrazi. Right. You know, like that. That's not exactly what they're known for. There definitely man. are Eldrazi uh, in the middle end, but people don't tend to. There are many of those. No, but like, okay, exiling each mm-hmm. creature and planeswalker. Say, say it's small. Say it's like a four four cost uh, Eldrazi. Or something, or you know, uh, you know what? It's a solemn symbol. Uh, okay, great. Buy all tokens. I forget the name. There's I run a four cost Eldrazi in my uh, in my Secord. Well, there you that's, go. Uh, at the beginning of your upkeep, sacrifice a creature just for that kind of value. Um, if I Man, mean, colorless tends to be extremely overpriced for its effect, but not when it comes to board wipes. Because all this dust and right. this, all this is being seven, and this is six, four double colorless. Uh, that's a very reasonable value for a uh, constructible mass exile effect, Mike. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. It's it's a cool card. Uh, it, I have no problem with cards that have to be in a certain niche being a little bit like more right. powerful than what you would you would do on its own. Um, and this and this requires a couple of extra things to be able to do, and that's pretty cool. Um, let's go to a, another mm-hmm. uh, high cost card that does stuff to everybody. Uh, Desecrate reality, uh, seven mana for an instant. For each opponent, exile up to one target permanent that player controls with an even mana value. Zero is even as a reminder text. Uh, but again, for each opponent, up exile up to so you don't have to have a target everywhere. Uh, it also has a new uh, bit of text, Adamant. Uh, if at least three colorless mana was spent to cast this spell, return a permanent card with an odd mana value from your graveyard to the battlefield. Neat! We have seen Adamant before, actually. Um, oh, well, then there you go. Just a couple years ago at this point. New to me. But uh, <laughs> never in never in uh, colorless. It's interesting there. Yeah, this is... Uh, yeah. We've got... Exile up to one target permit that player controls with an even mana value. So no matter what, even if they don't have anything just, you know, they just don't have anything that's even just by coincidence, hit lands. They're going to exile lands in that case. Because right. those have mana value zero. 
Yeah, even if if you want to be real mean about it, if the worst case scenario for this card is seven mana, exile three lands, and get back something from your graveyard. Yeah, wow. Um, that's that's not I terrible. Mean, and that's, that's the lowest. First of all, in a deck, this will always get the adamant uh, because yeah. almost all of your mana is colorless except maybe some incidental colored mana that you might just happen to have. And uh, right. there's no limit on how big the thing you can reanimate is as long as it has an odd mana value. There's a good handful of Eldrazi that have have an an odd mana value that's, uh, yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm looking, Void Winnower is the one that is odd and then it makes things not even, Void Winnower, aka I can't even. I love the idea of, ah, we finally got rid of the Void Winnower and you're like, okay, cool. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you lose three lands or, you know, a land right. and two cool things. Uh, and now we're going to avoid one over It costs again. nine and it's a nine eleven, right? Or whatever it is. It's an 11 nine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, that's so nuts. Okay. Um, desecrate react. I, okay. Pretty yes. cool card. Um, and the other part of it is that it's, it's permanent card. It's not colorless mm-hmm. that you return back. So this is a card like I could play this in a, in in other than right. just if El you Trazi had decks. either utility like, or utility lands or mana rocks something that could make colorless mana. Yeah, that's a pretty cool idea. I like that one. Okay, um, why don't you talk to me about our last one? Well, we have we have our second to last yeah. one. Yes, it's a flare of loyalties for eight colorless colorless. That's ten mana for a creature Eldrazi. It's a ten ten mm-hmm. with trample and annihilator two. And as a reminder, for those of you who uh, were not born and raised in the Eldrazi, whenever this creature attacks, defending player sacrifices two permanents. Annihilator, very powerful effect. When you cast this spell, gain control of target creature until end of turn. Untap that creature until end of turn. It has base <laughs> power and toughness 10-10 and gains trample and Annihilator 2 and haste. Goodness gracious. Uh... So, this is giving me Eldrazi conscription <laughs> vibes. <laughs> it's, a, it's a dumb card. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just going to borrow your ten thing mana, make and, a ten uh, ten annihilator two. Oh my god! Into the Eldrazi and boy, howdy, does it have oh, goodness. I I'm trying to think if I have enough colorless mana production in my Brian deck to put this card in there just because. Because the yeah, idea of like, all right, I like... Attack, then fling it. Yeah. Make it a 10-10, attack somebody yeah, with it, then throw it back at them. The, that person will it's, die. The, the, well, it, it, maybe not like actually life total wise, but like at that point, I've yeah. won the game. I don't care what the actual scoreboard says. Annihilator um, is a very... Flare of very loyalties. Effect, right? the, the opponent does decide yeah. which permanents they'll sacrifice, but not every deck is going to have a convenient you know, worthless thing to sacrifice. Obviously, token decks, treasure decks, things that sort of create uh, things right. on board that are not extraordinarily high value, but they have a lot of them. Obviously, that doesn't work very well against those, but there are kinds of decks out there that don't commit a lot to the board, and they'll find that they'll... Sometimes, they can't afford to sacrifice the few valuable things they have on board. They'll have to sacrifice lands. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and then... The fact that Annihilator is on attack, it's not a exactly. combat damage so you kind of thing. You always get it. It's, and that means that there's a good... When you're sacrificing... You things, might have to sacrifice blockers. 
it's typically it's typically, typically creatures yeah. that are like yeah. the first things that are going to get thrown out there. And if that's the case, then you're doing this and you're doing the math at the same time. All right, I'm like getting attacked by ten ten with trample. Well, I do. Exactly. Oh, well, I got to get rid of these things first, or I got to get rid. Again, you're you're making them play a a different mini game inside of the game exactly. of what do I need to do to survive this. By the way, if I cast it, I'm gonna do it twice this turn. <laughs> Or not this turn, but I'm going to do it now, and then later I'm going to be able to do it with the thing that I cast. Man, that's so cool. Yeah, this is like All right. Eldrazi like Conscription crossed with Desolator Twin. This is very cool. Yeah. All right, well, let's uh, let's move on to our last card. And, I mean, oh, I of course I'm going to make you read, read this, this one. Card, because... This is... Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, this, it's this too close to not do it for you. That so. it shares its name with a magic set. Which obviously means it's going to be amazing. Yep. And oh, look, it is. Rise of the Eldrazi 9, triple colorless. That's uh, 12, or yeah, 9, 10, 11, 12. That's 12 mana, Mike, for a sorcery. Yep. This spell can't be countered. Destroy target permanent. That's a good start. Target player draws four cards. Okay. Take an extra turn after this one. Exile Rise of the Eldrazi. <laughs> now, you may have noticed, based on the art or perhaps the effect, that's uh, the benefits you're getting from this spell are the effects that some of the effects that you get from uh, casting each of the three original Eldrazi Titans in Rise of the Eldrazi. Uh, you'll get mm-hmm. Destroy Target Permanent. You'll get Drawing Four Cards and you'll get Taken After Turn. I wonder which one that one is. That's my Carl Amber Cool. Um, <laughs> very I mean, splashy. My only sadness is that you don't get to pick my only sadness I is you know. not get to pick uh, who takes we the We were lamenting turn. that in our, our Discord <laughs> chat, which you should join, by the way. We were saying, goodness, yeah. there are so many. Hey, there you go. Uh, mostly in blue. Most of the blue take an extra turn spells, say target player takes an extra turn, which is great. And of course, yeah, my, yeah, yeah. Uh, my Emrakul deck is the one and only commander that can grant an opponent an extra turn. Love that effect. But we didn't get it here. We did get target player draws four cards, but I'm going to be honest, if I'm spending 12 mana, I'd probably give that to myself. Yeah, probably. Well, here's the thing. Probably. But that's why it's weird to be. Destroy target permanent. That makes sense. Target player draws four cards. That makes sense. You take an extra turn. Well, why Why take away right. the well, choice of that? Well, original right. that's because the original That's fine. I'm not. The original Emrakul, the Eons Torn, instructs its caster to take an extra turn. Now, mm-hmm. believe me, if I was designing this card, I would bend the rules and have it be target player. I think I would. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is the... No, this is, this it's is cool. It's and, and it's also Eldrazi spell. Right. And and more importantly, it, it's done the thing that you need to do with all extra turn spells as far as I'm concerned. That's true. You do it. You you're not, you're not getting this one again. As part of the casting. And I don't uh, you're damn right that this spell again. can't be countered. It, Do you know how bad that would feel if this got countered? <laughs> like, okay, this is turn 11. I'm, I'm going to tap for 12. And it got countered. Okay, that's great. And yeah, that's, yeah. Great. that's really great. Yeah, I'm going I'm to tap for 12 uh, Arcane well, Denial. Well, hey, don't worry. You're going to get some cards. It's fine. Nice of what? You. <laughs> Don't say Mike. You think I'm playing counter It's true. I, I tend I to remove counter I hardly play blue just because. And, and we love that direction <laughs> here, but uh, I, I think I only really yeah. have one deck that's very heavy with counter spells and it only has five. Right. 
No, but you, you do have a deck that is heavy with uh, I do. colorless. And make really I do have cool some things, do really difficult cool decisions things. to make so, because uh, while these are all cool, they are also yeah. really high cost, which, you know, that comes with the territory right. of colorless Eldrazi. I don't know yep. if I can justify Man. including these, but it is super cool to finally get a colorless precon. Less cool that it's $100. Um, but maybe right. pick up some singles and... Uh, and Mike, is there a way that they can yeah. support our show when they're buying singles? Our listeners, maybe? Yeah, you can actually... Uh, All right. Excuse me. Let me pull it back up here because I don't want to say it incorrectly. Uh, you can go to bit. Dot, uh, you can go to bit.ly. I can say bit.ly. Yeah, people know bit.ly. You can do bit.ly yeah. slash EDH underscore social. Uh, we'll have a link in the actual show notes for you as well, where if you wanted to get any of these cards, the pre-cons, individual cards, things to protect your cards, etc., all of the card accoutrement, uh, you would be supporting our show. Uh, you don't pay anything extra, and you're going to do the stuff that you're going to do anyway. And that seems like a win-win. Possibly win, 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 because I think TCG player would be really appreciative of that as well. Yeah. Um, Alex, let's say, let's say you went to our, our Bitly, you went to our link, and you were gonna buy mm. one, card one card that we talked about today. Which one is yeah. it, and why is it you Teo? Because Mike. Teo. It would because probably Teo. be Teo. Now, because Teo. Granted, these these four <laughs> colorless spells that we talked about today are very cool. It I'm yes. really very neat very much on the fence as to whether I would actually include any of these. Um, I don't tend to have right. a lot of removal in, in my Emrakul deck. I don't tend to run uh, very many yep. mean effects other than obviously the, the commander's effect. Um, sure. And as for Rise of the Eldrazi, it's very cool. It's extraordinarily high-costed. Um. Yeah. I think I'll just have to go with Teo on this one. Teo Geometric Tactician. I wasn't yes. too into the previous Teo, couple of Teos we got, but this one. Mm -hmm. This one's real good. I So here's the thing. The Desecrate Reality and Flayer of Loyalties are cards that I will right. put... I don't have a colorless deck. I will put those cards into a couple right. of other decks that I have, you know, if I happen to get those cards... Teo, I'll put that in any deck that I have that has yeah, white in it, and I'll be totally fine. Like, I, it, it, it's not a staple, you know, by any means. But isn't it a card that will ever get, like, Do I don't know what the downside would be putting this into any deck that to I make play a political be. Super Friends deck at this point? Because a while oh, ago, I remember, boy. like, four or um, five years ago, there was a question maybe? if you could even make a Super Friends deck that, that had legitimate choices right. in it. But, you know, obviously then... We had multiple, uh, we had the War of the Planeswalkers. We had so many new Planeswalkers that now when you make a Super Friends deck, you really do get to make it. You get to decide what you want in there. Is that true for political Planeswalkers? I don't know. I don't know. When that might be. I don't know. Listeners, is that something I'm... you want? Is that, uh, is that something our patrons want? I don't know. Oh boy, I don't don't ask that specifically because if the, if the if they ask and then we look at it and the answer's still nah, then we're gonna have to figure something I mean. out. <laughs> but I've I've written it down. Super friends deck question mark uh, because I heck that's pretty cool. I do like it. I do like the concept. Um, also, I, I mentioned it. I Guff rewrites history is cool just for like the stories. Right. 
that'll happen off of it, but Teo is, I, I like Teo a lot. Uh, well, Alex, if anybody wanted to co- uh, contact you to say, yes, you can absolutely, you fool, you can absolutely do a political Super Friends deck or something along those lines, or, hey, what can combo off with these cool things? Well, you can find, find me that? on my Twitter, which is, uh, you can find on me your on X? X. <laughs> I I refuse to let such a strange and unmotivated site name change it's twitter everybody calls it twitter you call it x no one knows what the heck you're talking about uh on my twitter at, at lapermedic l-a-p-p-e-r-m-e-d-i-c uh feel free to tweet at me dm me any questions you have um you can also check out my my other project that's a uh, commander spellbook.com and we are currently showcasing our uh believe commander masters or no i think it's we're doing doctor who because we got some of those spoiled we have some doctor who combos on there and uh mike are you are you a doctor who fan okay i i'm not i'm not i'm not anti-doctor who but i am i i am i am indifferent i know nothing nine ten and eleven i or rather doctors i i started at the at the revival and uh, I saw until Matt Smith, and then I stopped. Okay. So uh, we we've got hey everybody we've gotten to the portion where we're going to talk about magic cards less and just regular stuff. Uh, <laughs> so hey, it's been nice to it's been nice talking to you. If you want to go, oh, that's I okay. I won't hold it against you. But so Alex, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I figured something out. Um, so I oh, yeah. I love anime. Um, if that, if that hasn't come out in my personality and I, I'm one of those weird people that like oh, did Jesus. catch up to one piece at one point, uh, just, and here's my thing. It's one of those things where it's like, oh my gosh, it's so much. Right. And then I thought about Dr. Who and I'm like, okay, well, Dr. Who exists. And if I look back and it's like all the episodes of Dr. Who and it goes back to like, that's the problem. some ago, of those older episodes, like, don't okay, exist well, that's anymore. a lot. And that's right. So it's like, okay, well, do I dig on that? And doing the, hey, I'm about to start Doctor Who. Where should I start? And there being 45 different opinions on it because there's enough of it. Okay. Um, did you know that Grey's Anatomy has been renewed for its it has 20th been going season? On. I remember that show was was on when I was younger. Um, and it's still, goodness, still chugging. Yeah. So it's it's like that show is almost like it's it's. 2005 I think 2005 started. is when so uh, I'm just serious like is when Christopher Eccleston uh, came back with the uh, with the revival of Doctor Who because I know there was there was about a a 20 25 year gap there where they stopped Doctor Who and then they sort of brought it back mm-hmm. a few decades later right so it's just it's it's weird to me that like we get to a point where, oh man, here here's my magic cards. It goes right. forever. Oh, we're it's on funny you mentioned anime and extremely long running shows. We <laughs> we've been watching uh, Lupin yes. the Third, which uh, I was not okay. aware was sort of a uh, what would you call it, like a James Bond style IP where they'll they'll remake it over and over, yeah, and, over like and over a, and over. I think they're like yeah. six or more incarnations. I knew that. I knew that it's. Uh, there's a lot of yeah iterations. I knew that yeah. there were uh, a film. Excuse me. I knew there were uh, there were at least a couple of incarnations, but I did, they started in the '60s. We're watching the incarnation from 1977, 
And then there was another one uh, in the 80s. There were several in the 2000s. And uh, it's not just in anime. I I was talking with my mother and uh, and she's like, oh, Lupin, I saw that on uh, on Netflix or wherever. And apparently there's a live action adaptation, not of the anime, just of yep. the IP. Because it doesn't have it doesn't have any of the other characters. Yeah. To my knowledge, it's uh, and again, I haven't seen it. The anime is extraordinarily uh, lavicious. We'll say it's uh, it's not a family friendly show by like, any stretch. That's of, a it five dollar word there, buddy. Um, uh, no, I know. <laughs> that's it's like hey, good re- good vocabulary. Um, Every it's like a tradition in every title sequence for Lupin that the title sequence will involve a sex crime of some sort, um, which I guess in the 70s was very funny. But now it's like, wow. uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So 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 he just does whatever he wants. (laughs) It's not not ideal. Yeah, it's a very silly show. It's it's giving big, uh, you know, Batman 1960s vibes. Very, very silly. Um, yeah the dub is hilarious because the dub was actually yeah, done dub. i think in the 2000s so you'll get references that are extremely anachronistic and we didn't know that when we were watching it um and they'll say they said something about the simpsons and i'm like what well, this show is recorded in 1977 how do they know about this well because the dub was done 30 years later <laughs> but it's a very silly dub anyway uh if oh, you're man. into you know campy or yeah new, or new anime it's an option there yeah. yeah heck find us in the discord there we'll make a uh off topic channel or something like that because i, I mean know. i don't know I, do we i don't know hey uh go in our discord and let us know if we have an off topic uh, off topic channel either way uh until the next time that we have some extra cards or some extra tv shows well, Mike, or some a, extra content. article i wrote in uh, july oh yeah 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 there you go let's bring it back to the thing Magic. that we talk about normally well thank you so Magic. much for listening uh, we had a good time man we were really padded out talking about <laughs> uh 12 cards here yeah they're, they're yeah. pretty well, great. Well, I mean, they're cool cards. Uh, and, and, I, and, you know, it, they're not slowing down anytime soon. So uh, when we get more, we'll talk to you then. 